Blog Talk Radio. We're waiting for a better. I will, sir. No worries. I will. He just shot his arm off. We got pulled over on Larkiner. He has to go and get his ID, sir, and his driver's license. Oh, my God. Please don't tell me he's dead. I do this for my people life like a light vehicle. The blacks and the whites and none of us. No, we ain't I'm out trying to take this, do this for my fam. Head down, count bands, y'all don't understand. Nah. The whites killing black, this shit fucked up. up. Police brutality, this shit fucked up. up. Shit ain't equal, they ain't never fucked up. They just trying to kill us, they gon' hang us up. All this black on black crime is fucked up. Real. White man, the real op, they got us fucked up. Real. I'll never be a statistic, but to this fucking system. At all. I swear to God, do it for my kids, my brother and sisters. I swear to God, I put my hand in the sky. I'ma hold it down, nigga, and I'ma change the whole shot. This shit crazy, they really got us fucked up. All the GDs, all the BDs, all the vice foot stones, we gon' get along. Go against the real hate and all this KKK. I swear to God, hang they ass where I'm on they ass, and I'ma hold it down. I'm the king in my city, and I earn the crown. They got us fucked up for real, got us going crazy. Little kids, young as hell, study having babies. They put us in the project, I'm like our daddy's way. I'm mad. They're getting the whole city, so we can't get along. <laughs> Open your eyes and look, learn and listen. Uh. They got us fucked up, living in a world of penitentiary. Damn, damn. I remember when I caught my case, they shot at me, booked me, and sent my ass upstate. Damn. I do this for my people, life like a light of vehicle. The blacks and the whites and none of us, no, we ain't equal. I'm out trying to change and do this for my fam. Head them count bands, y'all don't understand. Nah. The whites killing black, this shit fucked up. up. Police brutality, this shit fucked up. up. Shit ain't equal, they ain't never fucked up. They just trying to kill us, they gon' hang us up. Yeah, man, it's deep in the heart, man. I just wanna say black lives matter, yeah. like, I know I ain't the perfect guy, I've been through it all. Yeah. I got a tour with black people, you know, but that's all they get us around, so. But, either you gon'. Get old and wise up and realize, man, this black on black crime is a something that these all people right. got in our head. They got us all in one area so we can kill each other. Okay. The whole city so staring in Chicago. All right. That's enough of that shit. All right. So welcome to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, the third. Um, today's date is... Wednesday, July 25th, 2018, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Mm-hmm. So, what you just heard, a little bit out of my normal um, uh, startup audio, because I, I want to make a point. The person that you just heard is goes by the nom de guerre or is it nom de plume? No, okay, one of those. Uh, it's French for alias, I guess. But one of them is, I know. But listen, all right, so King Yella. He goes by the name of King Yella. Probably because he's light-skinned. But King Yella, doing the tune, had a video out called Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. That's right. 
So King Yella had Black Lives Matter um, video shot for uh, you know, and, and to pay homage to the the whole um, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, which is real nice, right? But uh, <laughs> I really shouldn't laugh. Uh, but right after that, right after the the video was finished, something else happened. The irony is just fucking delicious. It's so delicious, I can taste it. So I'm not going to tell you what happened. I'm going to let you listen to it for yourself. Because if, if I told you, you wouldn't even believe it. So listen to this. Listen, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> Chicago's South Side is notoriously known for being one of the most violent areas in America. King Yella, whose real name is Simone Lewis, was said to be filming a video for Black Lives Matter on the 6500 block of Chicago's South Wentworth Avenue when he was shot several times. Chicago police told DNA Info that shooting occurred at 6.55 p.m. on Tuesday, August 23rd and appeared to be gang-related. On cue, the Black Disciple affiliate Twitter account, WavyCrockett79, reposted Yella's footage of his video being disrupted and seemingly took credit for the shooting or, at the very least, gloated at his misery. And to think, just last weekend, Los Angeles mourned the shooting death of Kid Cali. Is it time for the hip-hop community to put the guns down? Let us know what you think in the comments section, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. And for more music and news, hit up hiphopdx.com. Is it time for the black, the hip-hop community to put the guns down? First, let's go back. King Yella produced a video, starred in a video that pays homage and respect to Black Lives Matter. And minutes after the video was finished in the can, King Yella was gunned down by the black gangster disciples on the south side of Chicago. So apparently, somebody didn't get the message that black lives matter. And I wonder where were where is uh, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Colors when all this went down? Did she get out on the South Side of Chicago in March? Did she did she bring her minions and her sheep and her snowflakes out to March to say, "Hey, King Yellow just did a video." Stating that black lives matter and all of that shit. And some black person shot him up. Because whether y'all want to, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the black disciples, as she called them, they're actually called the black gangster disciples, or we just call them the disciples, where I'm from, uh, which is which is the south side of Chicago. We just call them the, the GDs, or, or or the gangster disciples, the GDs, uh, or or the disciples. So um, so listen, so now 
perhaps y'all aren't aware, some of y'all, but the GDs are all black. Now, how delicious, utterly <laughs> delicious is it that dude got knocked off right after he sang or rapped a video paying homage to Black Lives Matter. I love it. I love it a lot. You know, this whole thing is just goes on to prove what I've been saying for a long, long time. The United States of America has gone crazy. You know, the only sanity that one can find is in the conservative community and independence. The Democrats have gone over the edge. They've jumped the shark. If you know what that means, they have jumped the shark. Now, I'm going to go off into another area real quick. The term jump the shark um, was coined when in one of the later Happy Days episodes, Arthur Fonz Fonzarelli, in a damn leather jacket and swim shorts, rode uh, skis, water skis, and he jumped over in a ramp onto the other side where there's another ramp, kind of like Evil Knievel, except on, on water. And if he didn't make it, he would have landed in a pool full of sharks. So now the drama was high. And so the Fonz was on the skis, and the boat pulled, and... The Fonz goes flying into the water on his skis, and boom, cuts him to commercial. We don't know if he made it or not. Well, as it turns out, the Fonz made it. But after that, the ratings dropped. The very next season, well, no, there there was no next season. <sighs> Happy Days had reached its apex. It had come to the end. Because after that show, there were no more ratings to speak of for Happy Days. Hence, the Fonz jumped the shark. The Democrats have gotten to the point during this election, this previous election cycle, where they have officially jumped the shark. Liberals, in general, have jumped the damn shark. It's over. If, 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 if the Democrats win the House and the Senate, or the Senate and the House, or the House, well, you know what I mean, either one of those, or both, I will be so shocked. And let's put it down right now. I will be so shocked if the Democrats win come November with all of this craziness they've got going on. Black Lives Matter is just a part of it. It is just the most bizarre thing that I've ever heard. 
in my entire life. Now, you have people out saying that, well, if black lives matter, then shouldn't all lives matter? And then you have black people saying, no, we're not saying that. All lives don't matter. We're saying specifically right now that black lives matter. And if I say that black lives matter, this is their argument, and you say all lives matter, then you're diluting what I'm saying. Well, how is that to, to be the case? Because you're saying black lives matter. Why don't you say all lives matter? Well, because I want to talk specifically about black lives. Okay, so you want to talk specifically about black lives. But only in terms of cop shootings. So in that case, aren't you, the person who I'm arguing with, this imaginary person, aren't you diluting your own argument? Because if I say that all lives matter, and you say that I'm diluting your message by focusing on all lives instead of one group of lives or one ethnicity, then I'm diluting your message. But aren't you diluting your own message if black lives matter to you only when there's a cop involved? I mean, does that make sense? Because black lives should matter whether there is a police official a law enforcement officer, or whether or not it's a drug dealer or a gangster, a GD, or what have you, or just your your basic robber killing another black person. Because the way I, well, the way I'm understanding this whole thing is that for the Black Lives Matter people. Black lives only matter if the person who is taking the life is a cop. Because every single time I bring up the fact that blacks are killing blacks in record numbers, wholesale numbers, especially on the south side of Chicago where I'm from, they say, well, you know, yes, of course all lives matter, but we're talking about when cops you know, take the law into their own hands because they have power and, you know, and blah, 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 And I just don't understand that argument. Do you? Because the last time I checked, statistics clearly indicate that more blacks are killing blacks than cops are killing blacks. You know, by the by the thousands, <laughs> blacks are murdering blacks. And what's worse, if it can be worse, is that young blacks are killing young blacks. So what's more important to you, Black Lives Matter people? Is it that maybe every once in a while... A cop shoots an unarmed suspect 
a couple of niggas going out in the middle of the night and shooting up a rival gang member's house, killing the mama, innocent little kid, in many cases, heartbreaking, you know, babies in their cribs, little girls, innocent, little boys. What's what's more important? And why doesn't Black Lives Matter and some of these other organizations speak out against these things? Why do they speak out when there's a police situation? Because it's my understanding that when King Yella got blasted right after <laughs> right after doing a rap video, dropping a rap video about Black Lives Matter, there was no Black Lives people around to say it was wrong. Think about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. You've heard about the black card, right? No, not the one from Visa or American Express. This one is much more valuable. There are entire organizations that have been built upon it and individuals that have used it to acquire both wealth and influence. If this sounds like something you might wish to own, you should know that there is only one way you can get your hands on it. You have to be born with black skin. That's the only requirement, really. You can be poor, middle class, rich, it doesn't matter. The black card will still confer upon you an entire history of oppression, even if you've never been oppressed. Flash the black card and most white people will cower. Play the black card expertly and you can win awards, make millions, all the while claiming that the people who got you there somehow hate you. With a black card, you can sell books full of indecipherable prose because with a card that powerful, who cares if your words make any sense? You can call yourself a civil rights leader and shake down multinational corporations or you can torch your own neighborhood because you didn't like the outcome of a grand jury verdict. Ironically, the people you might think have the most legitimate claim to the black card refuse to use it. Take my grandfather, for instance. He raised me from the time I was nine years old. Born in 1941 in rural North Carolina, he started working at age five, laying out tobacco to dry on a sharecropping farm. Jim Crow, separate drinking fountains in the KKK were ever-present realities. He was 17 when he married my grandmother. He made a living cleaning homes and office buildings until he saved up enough money to open his own cleaning business. The thing is, he never played any cards. Nor did my grandmother. If they had problems, they didn't blame anybody. They just fixed them. And they raised me to do the same. Chores were a requirement in their household. So was reading the Bible every morning before school. I didn't like the Bible readings and I hated the chores, but I realize now that these small acts of discipline, although sometimes stifling, had a strong, positive impact on my character. I was a first-generation college student. This was supposed to be the ticket to prosperity, but it wasn't. 
I left college with a mountain of debt and no practical skills. I had just $80 in my bank account and very few prospects. I could have given up. I could have dug deep into my history and declared myself a natural product of ancestral oppression. I could have played the black card and absolved myself of all responsibility for my own stupid decisions. Except I didn't. Because it would have destroyed my grandfather's legacy. I am proud that he had the fortitude to turn nothing into something and I have no intention of reversing that something back into a nothing. My attitude comes with a price, however. Because if you are born black and you don't accept your natural status as a victim, then the validity of your blackness is immediately called into question. Well, so be it. If believing in myself, if accepting the responsibility for my failures somehow disqualifies me from owning an imaginary card, then let me be the first to declare that I don't want one. I also don't want Cornell West, Al Sharpton, or insert anyone else who uses their skin color to game the system as a role model. I already have my grandfather. If there is one thing that my family history has taught me, it's that I do not need a black card or an imaginary anything to make something of myself. For the record, my grandfather, now retired, lives in a home that he and my grandmother built on a plot of land they purchased in North Carolina, the very same sharecropping farm that he worked on as a small child. His story is unique. His story is beautiful because it's American. And that's the only card I've ever been interested in playing. I'm Candace Owens for Prager University. Thank you for watching this video. To help keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation. All right, welcome back to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. You know, it's, it's important to note that black men commit nearly half of all murders in this country, the United States of America, which is astounding to me. When you take into consideration the fact that blacks are only, only make up 12 to 13 percent of the total population of this country. Imagine that. And remember those angry protests across America after a grand jury decided a white police officer should not stand trial for killing a black teenager – Michael Brown and Ferguson some years back, 2014, I think. Remember that? All right, so let's, let's revisit that for a moment. So now Michael Brown is caught on videotape manhandling a store manager or owner. I can't remember which he was or is. Then absconding, stealing a couple of packs of cigarellos, walking out. All right, so he manhandles, it's all on video. And he manhandles this store clerk. It's, it, the, the video's everywhere. You can find it if you want. All right, and he walks out and he gets away scot-free. Instead of going back to the crib and hiding out, 
and smoking his cigarellos in his mama's basement and chilling, he sashays his black ass right down the middle of the street in his own neighborhood. Cop car pulls up behind him and politely asks him to get out of the street. Instead of saying, oops, I just manhandled the store clerk or manager or owner and stole some cigarellos, maybe I better just get out of the street. And, you know, because he obviously this cop hasn't recognized me. Maybe the bolo isn't out yet. But I'm good, so I'm just going to sashay on off to the side of this, you know, get to the sidewalk, cut through this alleyway here, get the hell out of Dodge. That's what I would have done. Any right-thinking person would have done that. You know, he starts cursing at the cop, talking shit, and actually goes over to the cop's car and starts pounding on him, and he makes a move to take his gun. The cop blasts his black ass and lays him out game over. (sighs) Bye, nigga. Bye. You deserve to go. That's how I felt about it then, and that's how I feel about it now. You're just taking up space. You're making a nuisance of yourself. Obviously, obviously you don't have anything going on, and you're not going to have anything going on. So, the fact that you're dead, Mike, I don't give a shit. Bye. That, I mean, that's really how I feel about it. So now, Mike's gone. Blacks riot as a result and loot and do what they always do, destroy their own neighborhood. And some blacks are bust in from other counties and other states. To take part in the destruction and the looting. There are pictures and videos of niggas coming out of liquor stores. Actual liquor stores. Abscounding with cases and bottles of booze. I don't know. Maybe these brothers were celebrating the death of Michael Brown to give them an excuse to rob and steal and burn and pillage and plunder because that's what it seemed like to me so now the outrage continued then we had later on we had the hands up don't shoot thing happening and dumbass football players were coming out of the tunnel National Football League coming out of the tunnel hands up As in, hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. T-shirts were produced. Hats, buttons, and all that. Because somebody said that Mr. Ferguson had his hands up and said, don't shoot. Hmm. So... Yeah, no. So, (laughs) now, Mike is portrayed in the media, CNN, MSNBC, 
local news as a as a gentle giant. A gen- I mean, they actually use news organizations actually use the words quote gentle giant end quote in reference to Michael Brown, and they stated that he was only nineteen and. He was headed off to college in the fall. Hmm. None of that shit was right. Because the gentle giant thing, that was that was proven false when the video came out a little bit later of the gentle giant manhandling the store clerk. And yes. Ferguson had signed up for a couple, two or three, classes at the local community college. That's a little bit different from he was off to college in the fall. Because for most of us, going off to college in the fall means like we're packed our bags, mom and dad are going to drop us off, going to make sure we get to our dorm room, make sure we're all processed in and all that. So some of us remember that and, and, and you know, and, and give us a little money. Mama's going to give us a kiss and we're going to be like, oh, mom and dad's going to do that whole dad thing. And they're going to leave and we're going to be there in our little dorm. That's how a lot of us remember going off to college. Okay, so Brown set up a couple of classes at the local community college. And oh, oh, the general giant thing. Mm, had a had a pretty good record, police record to go along with that whole general giant thing. A couple of assaults here, a couple of arrests for marijuana, you know, all that stuff. But never mind that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And after this whole thing went down. Who remembers Attorney General Eric Holder? Black. Attorney General of the United States of America. All up Obama's ass. And anti-police, anti-rest black folks. You know, he's just a, a militant. Motherfucker who just happened How he got that job (laughs) Oh only Obama Only only in Obama's administration Could he have been attorney general So now his Investigation Because if anybody's going to have an investigation To get to the facts It's going to be Eric Holder right Because obviously He is not on the side of the police If you all recall. So now, but amazingly enough, the facts won out. Everything was put in play. An exhaustive investigation was conducted. And lo and behold, the officer was found to be Within his rights to blast that nothing ass and send his ass to hell where he belonged. All those so-called eyewitnesses accounts 
of the cop blasting him in the back. <laughs> there were actual there were actual people saying that Mike had his hands up and said, Don't shoot. And then there were those who said that he was fleeing and got shot in the back. None of this shit happened. Not none of it. All right. Forensics concluded that Mike was shot while trying to take the officer's gun, just like the officer said. Did, did that stop the looting and all that stuff going on? Nope. A black president, a black attorney general, everybody's black. The white cop was found innocent. Didn't have to stand trial because there was no evidence that he did anything wrong. Blacks went out and looted and destroyed. No, not the not the white neighborhood for the most part. Yeah, they got some stuff. But they destroyed their own neighborhoods as usual. Burned down stores in their own neighborhoods. <laughs> Dumb motherfuckers. I mean, they're, I mean, how can you be so stupid? That's like saying, that's like, that would be catamount to me burning down my own house or becoming so upset with, with, with authority that I go to the local Piggly Wiggly where I shop and just burn it down to the ground. Now I got to drive 10 miles over to the Kroger. Because I just burned down my own Piggly Wiggly. What sense does that make? None. <sighs> now, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, black offenders committed 52% of homicides recorded in data between 1980 and 2008. That's a lot of homicides. Blacks were disproportionately likely to commit homicide and be the victims. The offending rate for blacks was seven times higher than for whites. And the victimization rate was six times higher. 93% of black victims were killed by blacks. Where does Black Lives Matter stand on this issue? In 2013, the FBI has black criminals carrying out 38% of murders compared to 31% for whites. Now, in this case, the offenders' rates were unknown, as in... 28% of the cases, 29.1% to be precise. What about violent crimes in, in general? Well, FBI rates are one way to look into this, and I did. Over the last three years, 38.5% of the people arrested for murder, manslaughter, rape, robbery, and aggravated assault were black. 
Now, a liberal might say, well, it's because of a lack of jobs. It's because of a lack of economic opportunity. It's because of a lack of education. So my response to that, of course, is what does money and education have to do with robbing and stealing and killing and raping? So you mean to tell me if I'm broke, I should say, okay, I'm broke. I'm going to go out and shoot up another black person, kill them. I'm going to go rob. I'm going to go steal. Because I only made it through the ninth grade. I don't have any money. So I might as well just go and kill up some folks. And rob and murder and steal. So liberals say a lack of economic opportunity. They have said this. A lack of education. A lack of economic viability. We need jobs. We need training. We need education. And that's supposed to stop bank morally bankrupt people or individuals from killing other people. Oh, I got a job now. I don't have to go out and kill anybody. Thank goodness for that. Whew. Thank goodness for that job over at McDonald's. Or thank goodness for that job over at the local Walmart. Otherwise, I might have to go out and kill some folks. Thank goodness for that $15 an hour job over at McDonald's that I got. And I don't really have to do anything. And I can be rude to all the customers and get away with it because I'm black and I'm oppressed. And that whole white privilege thing. Forget all that. If I didn't have this job, I'd be out murdering and raping and killing. What sense does that make? It makes none. None whatsoever. But that's the excuse that liberals give. Black lives matter. And we're being oppressed. And, you know, I'm I'm just going to say this. I think we have a caller on the line. I'm just going to say this. Listen to this. I've been pulled over a number of times by officers, both white and black. I can honestly state at the tender age of 56 years old that I have never had a problem with an officer. I was polite the way I was taught. I did what the officer told me to do. I sat in the car and waited for the officer to, officer to approach. Officer, good evening. Good evening. Do you know why I stopped you? No, sir. And I stopped you because blah, 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 blah. First, they ask you for your driver's license and registration. And get that. And wait. Don't reach for it while the guy's in his car or approaching. Wait until he asked you to produce it alright then hand it to him he tells us well, do you know why I stopped you blah 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 and he tells you he goes back to his car he does his little check he brings you back his stuff he either gives you a warning a summons whatever and that's it thank you officer 
blah, blah, blah. Don't argue with them. None of that. And every single stop that I've had ended that way. I was never afraid. I I never feared for my life. I never thought the cop was going to shoot me or anything like that. I've been pulled over twice in Atlanta. No, three times in Atlanta. Over in Buckhead, specifically. One, I clearly ran the stop sign. And a cop was right there. Nicest guy. Clearly, I made a turn, a, a, a right turn, where one is not allowed to make a right turn. Cop was right there. Got me. So, I'm kind of thinking maybe my view is a little bit tainted. Because I was taught with authority figures, it's yes, sir, no, sir, that sort of thing. And you won't have any problems. So, maybe I'm looking at this all wrong. But then again, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Blacks kill a whole lot of blacks every single day. On the south side of Chicago, where I'm from, it's a daily occurrence. We knock each other off all the time. Suspect highly that we don't like each other. We talk about all this unity and all that shit. All right, we use the N-word almost religiously to describe each other. We call each other dog. What's up, dog? What's up, my nigga? What's up? Rap records begin and end with bitches and hoes. I got the hoe on her knees. I got the bitch this and the hoe that. And when rappers are talking about bitches and hoes, generally... The videos do not depict white women, but big booty black chicks skanked up. But there's a whole, there should be a whole lot of black unity. Now let a, let a white person call a woman a, woman a, a bitch or a hoe. Or walk into a room and say, what's up, my nigga? What's up? How you be? See how that works out. But let me walk into a room and say, what's up, nigga? Hey, what's up? What's up, doc? It's all good. It's all good. Can a white person do that? Nope. But, you know, we're allowed to disrespect our women. We're allowed. It's okay that we disrespect our women. It's okay that we disrespect each other. It's okay that we shoot each other up and kill each other and rape each other and plunder and pillage. It's okay that we ply a trade and get rich, poisoning our youth with drugs, crack, cocaine, all kinds of other illegal substances. It's okay that we do that. You can't do it, Mr. White Man. 50 Cent? Hell, N.W.A.? Some of the biggest rap artists were drug dealers. Got their start 
and the money for their demos from selling drugs, poisoning other black people in their own communities. Easy E, one of the founding members or of NWA, furnished their demos, got they got their their record label going, got everything going from drug money. We, we're allowed to poison our own people with drugs. We're allowed to disrespect and denigrate each other. We're allowed to shoot and kill each other. But let a white cop shoot an unarmed suspect. The whole nation goes crazy, mostly black folks. Maybe a few liberal whites throw in for a little color. But it's cool. Black Lives Matter isn't marching all the way from 40th, 35th in state, all the way up to 129th in state. They're not marching there. They're not in drug-infested areas on the south side of Chicago. They're not in Baltimore and D.C. They're not in, in New York, in Queens. Any of the other five boroughs with their damn bullhorn saying, hey, you black drug dealers out there. Hey, you GDs. Hey, you, you L. Rukas. Hey, all you, all you gang members, stop killing each other. Stop selling drugs to each other. You're killing each other. No, no, no. It has to be a cop with a gun killing one black person. It can't be wholesale because that don't mean shit. 30 people over the course of a weekend, 30 black people over the course of a weekend being killed by other black people. And it's just a statistic. It's on the news. It's there and it's gone. And Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Colors, nowhere to be found. Silent. All I heard was crickets. I said, she ain't nowhere to be found. Let a cop shoot shoot somebody, a black person. She all up on the news. MSNBC and CNN all day long. We want this racist white cop brought to justice. What about that racist nigga who just shot up a house and killed a three-year-old? What about that racist nigga that sold drugs to young teenagers and got them hooked? What about what about that? Do those lives matter? I mean, I went off on a rant. Let's check and see if my caller wants to have something to say. I'm so sorry. Kept them on hold for ten minutes while I rant and rant and raved. Caller, you're on with the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. And sometimes, man, you just got to let it out because the type of fulcrums you see with, 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 with these organizations, and you mentioned Black Lives Matter. Um, I, 
Uh, you know, a lot of people don't notice, and it, I think it should be public knowledge by now, but a lot of people don't notice. It's an organization that came, it's an organization that was put together by white liberals. They get their funding from mega rich white liberals, and you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. They don't go in these communities that actually need, uh, uh, that, that they're actually needed in. They'll go and approach powerless white folks and scream in their faces. This is why when it first came out, I was actually for it when it first came out. Because um, police brutality, as someone who, who has actually experienced that, that is a real thing. I noticed. And I live here, living here in Jacksonville, Florida, you see that there is a lot of racist tendencies that goes on here. But when I seen how they literally don't address the issues of, you know, black violence and how they only approach things from a one-dimensional perspective, I had to completely take away my support. I'll put it that way. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, we, we do have um, we do have a couple of – like the Urban League was founded by two um, – the two white men, uh, the the National Ed, uh, Association for the Advancement of Colored People, two white men uh, uh, founded the NAACP. We do have some, you know, some some. Uh, you know, they they started these organizations with good intentions, but nobody, or very few people, that you know or I know, knows that, or even cares to know. That these organizations were originally founded by, by rich white men, All right. you know, for the for the betterment of uh, of black people. Yeah, I agree. A, a lot of people will assume that you know some of these organizations were started by black people that came out of the civil rights movement and all that stuff. That's not the, not the case. But Black Lives Matter, as you know, as you pointed out, Black Lives Matter was was founded based on a different agenda. You know, I mean, with the I NAACP, think, can you, I mean, because you know, W. E. D. Boyce, he was a co-founder of that too, though. Yeah, W. E. Yeah, of course. But nevertheless, it was, you know, like you just said, it was mostly funded by rich Jews and in, in NYC, and that's because they were kind of going. Uh, and I'm not gonna say they were going through the same thing blacks were going, but they were kind of facing discrimination as well. Oh, oh, no doubt, no doubt about that. And and you know when when we talk about the founding of these organizations, I also include the fact that the funding came from these these uh, these well-to-do white white people, um, and 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 that was the the uh, the point I was trying to make because you know as you stated you know um, a lot of the 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 um, the funding the financial backing for Black Lives Matter, uh, ACORN, and some of the other organizations came from both grants from the government and also from uh, white liberals. Uh, uh, George Soros' organization helped fund ACORN for quite some time before they uh, fell out of favor, and we don't really hear about ACORN much anymore. But, you know... um, a lot of these organizations were 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 some of them came were, were done for you know were brought about for for legitimate uh, and good purposes, but I don't believe that Black Lives Matter um, you know exist for the betterment of of of, of blacks of African Americans if you if you insist. Um, I prefer. 
Yeah. No, I was gonna, I want you to finish. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. I'm, I'm. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, I, I made, I made the point, and, and you made the point as well. You know, about, uh, you know, in terms of uh, Black Lives Matter. So, um, if you have a, uh, another comment before we have to go, we've got less than six minutes left. So, if you've got well, anything you want to add before that, real quick, that mm-hmm. I will say this: the media don't put it out there, but there are um, activists and. Um, Groups that are started by blacks and communities that are actually trying to reduce the type of violence you see that is going on. But since, because I'm a, I'm a community organizer myself, mm-hmm. and w- when you're around these different communities that are trying to curb the violence that's going on in these, um, and, and for instance, in my neighborhood, there a lot of them ask the questions, but the media never showed us. But a lot of them do ask the question, "Where's Black Lives Matter?" A lot of them ask that. The community organizers. Yeah. But the media never yeah. shows that. But yeah, they do ask that. So even they're questioning the motives of Black Lives Matter, although they're pretty liberal. But they, they, a lot of them are questioning it, and I think that I think that's actually a good thing. I think it's a great thing, you know. In particular, uh, you know, as a result of the fact that Black Lives Matter seems to exist. Uh, and 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 come out of the woodwork, if you will, um, almost exclusively when there is a uh, is a discharge of a firearm by a law enforcement uh, officer. So, and not uh, as a result of the massive crime waves that we see going on in my hometown of Chicago on the South Side where I grew up. Ne- never mind mm-hmm. the West Side. Never mind the North Side. But I'm talking about the South Side where you've got. You know, most recently over the last two holidays, Memorial Day and and Fourth of July, where you had you know almost seventy homicides in just that time period alone, and 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 we're talking about shootings mostly. So, um, and and just on that 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 side of town, you know, one wonders, you know, where was. Where is Black Lives Matter, and why don't they speak to these issues? Why do, why are they be, not out be, in force? I'm going to be a snowflake for a little bit, but I'm I'm going to have to come clean to you. I do get very triggered when I when I see white liberals, and no, it's mm-hmm. not because they're white. It's because I see them perpetuating that mentality amongst these um, amongst a lot of black folks, and they come as and they and they want to portray themselves as. Supposed allies and friends, but what they're advocating to me in terms of oh you know black like the whole housing housing is a rights thing. Mm-hmm. What they're advocating to me is more of a perpetual hell that they want to keep blacks in. To be very honest with you, this is not to say blacks are too stupid or don't know um, any better because I don't think that's true. But the mind is very accessible to propaganda. I'll put it that way. And when I and when I see these white liberals coming out, joining these marches and things of that nature, and they want to tell me, because I've had an encounter with many of them, they want to tell me why I'm a, I'm oppressed. I, I just find it super offensive. And then what's even and then, and then what, and what I don't like as well is when I see blacks backing their statements up, backing their racially motive statements up. That I, I mean, how does that make you feel? Well, no, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know what I, because for me, it's it's it seems to me, it, it appears to me on the surface that a lot of these white liberals who are out there marching with blacks and and all that, it's fashionable for them to do so. 
to right. show that they're down with the struggle. You know, and for right. them, it's like the, the, or, you know the, or they don't have much going on. White folks, or yeah. to their fellow white, or to tell their fellow white folks, see, I'm one of the good ones. Exactly, and 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 you know what? I contrast this this when I see this happening um, nowadays with what happened in the '60s when you had right. uh, white people, liberals. Uh, and, and and Republicans alike, conservatives alike, marching uh, in the civil rights movement, where there was something at stake, such as their lives, you know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're mar- if you're a white person and you're marching t- uh, with a group of black people and you, there are five of you and and twenty, thirty, fifty blacks, the the water hoses and the dogs and the bricks. And all that stuff's not going to distinguish between who's white and who's black. You know, right. back in the 60s, those those white liberals had something at stake. Nowadays, you know, one is going to be seriously pressed to uh, march and encounter, you know, that sort of physical uh, 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 violence. You know, right. so the diff- right. So, so yeah, so so that's been the difference for me. These folks have nothing to lose, and they don't have anything really at stake, other than you know having their time out there. Well, well, I think we, I think it's safe to say that a lot of them are really just social justice warriors. And they're not necessarily mm-hmm. progressives. But and and, yeah. and 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 let me ask you this: Can you you can you can make the case that I mean they probably do care in their heart of hearts. A lot of them probably do care. But I just think that, you know, they're not, a lot of them aren't black to understand the social dynamics and the mentality of blacks and why they are the way and why, and why a lot of them are stuck in the system the way they're stuck in the system. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of those I do. white liberals, they're not from those communities. They're from suburban white communities. And like you just said, it's fashionable, it's, for, for, it's fashionable to a lot of them. Versus us, where where with us it's more of um, this is something we have to do. No doubt, I couldn't agree with you more. But unfortunately, we are out of time and over time, right. so I don't even think anybody's hearing <laughs> us right now. But uh, you know, please feel free to uh, tune in again, and we'll, maybe we'll pick this up again tomorrow. All right, Have a what's the show going to be about? Uh, I haven't yet decided yet. I usually try to follow what's going on with uh, current events, and and so um, I'll see what's going on oh, later God, on tonight and tomorrow, and then I'll pick the topic then. Please hmm? talk about that social. I hope you talk about that socialist in New York. Please talk about her. Yeah, Please. yeah. I talked about her in the previous <laughs> show, but we we've got some oh, new okay. material. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have great. a good night. All right, man. Thank you for calling you in. All right. Bye, bye. All right, that ends the show, folks. Um, You've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and I guess it's time to say good night. Good night, folks. So...
up high There's a land That I've heard of once In a lullaby Somewhere dreams that you dare to dream really do come true someday I'll wish up on a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me Where troubles melt like lemon drops Way up above the chimney tops That's where you find I know Why in a 